he entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man was there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. All who saw it began to grumble and said, He has gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. Sooner or later, in every person's life, we will come face to face with the lost and found. The lost and found, the box, the shelf, the place where belongings that have been separated from their owner go to await a great reunion. You all know about the lost and found. You've seen them in the gym. You've seen them in a church. You've seen them in a business. You've seen them in schools. And usually in the lost and found, you will find some pretty expected items, a pair of reading glasses, a paperback novel, a kid's toy, lots of kid's toys. But once in a while, you'll find something really odd in the lost and found. Now, I remember when I was in high school. Now, we're talking 50 years ago. I went to the lost and found box. I was digging through it, and I found the finger off a mannequin. I have questions. 50 years later, I don't remember what I had lost, but I remember pulling out a finger from a mannequin. Like, is the mannequin going to come back after its finger? You see, the whole purpose, of, and that's true, the whole purpose of a lost and found box is that they're not really lost or found unless they already belong to someone. The things in a lost and found belong to someone. So when we come to this story of Zacchaeus, we think of him in terms of being lost and being found. But of course, it means there's something there about him already belonging. 
And when we see this story at the very beginning, the first thing we discover is that this is a guy who nobody likes. He is a tax collector. He is getting rich and powerful on the backs of the people of Israel. But here's the thing. We don't know what led him to be in this place. We don't know the motivations of his heart. We don't know. Well, since we do know that Zacchaeus is a little guy, maybe his whole life growing up he was picked on. Maybe his whole life growing up people made fun of him. Maybe he was bullied all the time. So when he grew up and he had the chance to get one over on him, to prove he was somebody, he took it. Or maybe at some point Zacchaeus made a bad decision, but then he was in uh, uh, beholden to the Romans, the occupying force, and he had no choice. He was stuck. He didn't have a way out. You see, we don't know the motivations of Zacchaeus's heart. We don't know what got him in the situation that he was in, and how often is that true? of people in our world. We see them as this thing, but we don't know what's really going on within them. So Zacchaeus has heard about Jesus, has heard that he has the power to heal, that Jesus is the one who changes lives. And so Zacchaeus goes out to want to see him and listen, at this point I can relate to Zacchaeus. Because if I'm ever in a crowd, I'm like, I can't see anything. And if I'm trying to find someone in the crowd, I have to find Dale, who's towering over. And I say, where is so-and-so? And And he'll say, over there, and point me, because I can't see a thing. And Zacchaeus is so eager to see Jesus that he's willing to run and climb up the sycamore tree, which is actually a tree uh, that's very prolific in in, uh, the Holy Land and has low branches, so even a little guy could climb the tree. Now, think about it. This is not a very cool thing to do. I mean, they were probably laughing at him. Oh, look, there goes little Zacchaeus. He's running. Ah, He's climbing up a tree. They were probably still laughing at him. But Jesus comes walking by. He looks up and he sees Zacchaeus. What an important moment this is. Because Zacchaeus has spent a very long time being pretty much invisible. Nobody wants to hang out with Zacchaeus. Nobody wants to be with Zacchaeus. No doubt uh, the Jews, when they see Zacchaeus uh, pass by, they turn the other way. And the Romans, well, he's not one of them. He's just a tool in their hands. Zacchaeus, for all intents and purposes, is invisible. And Jesus sees him. You know, there are a lot of people in our world and people uh, throughout history who have been rendered invisible. You know, when uh, when they tell us about homeless people, They say, even if you're not going to give them a dollar uh, at the street corner, at least look them in the eye and acknowledge their humanity. Because what do most of us do? You're invisible, I don't see you. 
We don't know the circumstances that got them there. We don't know what's going on with them. But we keep them invisible to us. And then think about the great classic novel by Ralph Ellison, The Invisible Man. Nothing uh, science fiction about it. It's about a black man in the Jim Crow time of segregation who was invisible to most of society, who they didn't see him as a person. They didn't know what he was thinking. They didn't know what he was feeling. They pretty much just ignored him, made him invisible. This is what we do to people all the time. If we don't understand them, if we don't like their choices, if we don't like who they are, we render them invisible. But Jesus sees. Jesus sees each and every one of us. You know, a couple weeks ago I said, listen, all of us have within us good and bad and the potential to nurture one or the other. We all have weeds, we all have wheat, and we don't know what's going on within other people, let alone half the time we don't know our own motivations. But Jesus sees us. Jesus looks us in the eye. Jesus knows who we are. And guess what? Jesus still loves us just exactly the way we are. So the first thing in this story is that Jesus looks Zacchaeus in the eye. He looks us in the eye. Jesus sees us. But then the next thing that happens is kind of amazing because Jesus is like, Zacchaeus, come down right now. I'm going to spend the day in your house. And Zacchaeus is like, yes, I'm going to go. You're, come on, we're going to my house. Now, you'll remember, I like to make uh, the distinction between being obedient and being committed. So lots of people are obedient. Here are the rules and I will follow them. It doesn't, you know, I may not want to, but I will do it anyway. But being committed is like, wow, my heart and my soul, everything about me is so excited. I'm in this. I want to do this. I want to go there. And Zacchaeus comes running down from that tree and he is committed to Jesus. He might realize for the first time in his life, I have a way out of the place that I am in. And more than that, without Jesus telling him what he has to do, without Jesus saying, now, if you want to make things right, without Jesus saying, now, you must repent, without Jesus putting anything on him, he says, hey, listen, I'm going to give away half of my uh, possessions, and not only that, if I've cheated anybody four times what I cheated I'm out of, I'm going to give it to them. In other words, Zacchaeus has probably been thinking about what he would do to make this right for a long, long time if he only had the opportunity. Zacchaeus is committed to Jesus, and meanwhile, the other people, what are they doing? They're grumbling. Oh, he's a sinner. They can't see that they too are sinners. They can't see that they also have weeds. They can't see that they've made people invisible in their society. And so Jesus gives the one who is committed this new and beautiful life. Jesus wants those of us who know who we are and are committed to the way of Jesus.
But then the interesting thing at the end of this passage is that Jesus says, listen, I haven't come to, to call the righteous, basically. I came to save the lost. I came to find those who feel like they don't have a direction, they don't have a way to go. The ones who know who they are, the ones who realize that they actually need Jesus no matter where they are in life or what they think they've accomplished or who they think they may be, there isn't a person who doesn't need Jesus who doesn't need God, and more than that, there's not a person who doesn't already belong to God. You see, we act sometimes like that person is invisible, that person is unworthy, that person is not uh, in right relationship with God, that person is this or that, that person doesn't belong with us who are the good and the righteous people. And Jesus is saying, y'all belong to me already. You can't be lost, you can't be found unless you are already mine. And what I need from you is for you to know that I see you just as you are, with, with whatever wounds, what, with whatever mistakes, with whatever regrets. In your life, I see you. It's okay. Jesus says, are you committed to me? Will you do what you need to do? Will your heart overflow? Will you invite me into your home? Will you invite me into your place of work? Will you invite me into all the places you go? Will you want me there with you? Because the thing is, you can't be lost and you can't be found unless you acknowledge that you already belong. People of God, not only do all of us already belong to Jesus, but the whole world already belongs to Jesus. And it's our job, as those who are committed to him, to go out and see the Zacchaeuses in the world, to see the ones we make invisible, to see the ones we reject, to see the ones who feel hopeless and lost and trapped and don't know a way out. To say to them, there is one who already sees you and loves you. I see you and love you. You belong. You belong. This, friends, is the message of Zacchaeus. We belong to God. And so does every person. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.